Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. a bigger box for yourself? Seth Godin's All-MBA Workshop is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who have a fire in the belly. This is for people who are itching to level up and make a bigger impact. Four times a year, the workshop brings together two groups of 100 to 120 leaders curating the group to pick the right mix of people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result, you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping support each other to become stronger cross-functional change agents. The workshop splits you up into groups every week so you're meeting a bunch of people you'd never otherwise meet. You're getting and giving feedback and seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. By working on 13 projects during the month, you're constantly pushing ahead and creating a body of work as proof. It's not about passively learning, it's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become habit. The idea is to drink from the fire hose and rewire your brain to make new, better habits and to have the platform practice those habits. So who's been through all MBA? Over a thousand alumni. They include a mix of leaders, including product managers, naval naval commanders, lawyers, marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, UX designers, filmmakers, and more. This group is half freelance, half folks at companies and startups like Slack, Tesla, Kickstarter, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Kiva, Warby Parker, and more. If you're a leader and want to become even better, this is for you. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally into winning. It's an intensive, immersive four-week experience of drinking from the fire hose. Over a thousand plus people from 580 cities and 49 countries around the world have all done all MBA. Challenging? <laughs> yes, but our friends at Seth Godin's All MBA believe the rewards are so worth it. Ask any of their alumni. While most online courses barely approach a 7% completion rate, the All MBA has an astonishing 96% completion rate. Their alumni say they do it again in a heartbeat. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for you to level up. If you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the All-MBA could help you get there. The curriculum is entirely hands-on. More than 75% of your time is dedicated to shipping your work, practical projects that allow you to apply what you learn. So if you're tired of courses that you never finish videos or you've had them bookmarked, then put those aside and check out All-MBA as a different way to level up. So, they are now accepting applications for the upcoming session. To find out more, visit www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. So, that's www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. For special consideration, you can mention Heart and Hustle podcast in your application and tell them that we sent you. So, check out the episode and enjoy. So welcome back. If you love what you hear, tweet us at Heart Hustle Pod. You can write to us on Instagram and Facebook at Heart Hustle Podcast. You can use the hashtag #BossSoHard. Just what you're up to. We love getting listener questions that way. We love just seeing your work that way. Like you can share like you know projects or any blog posts that you might want to share with us, um, or just letting us know like people you want us to interview. That's always a great thing because you know we're always. Um, you know, scheduling for that. We schedule out pretty far ahead of time, but you know, we're always interested to know what you want to hear 
on the podcast. So make sure to, you know, be reaching out to us uh, through all of social media. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, um, please go over to our podcast page, leave us a five-star rating, and leave us a review. We just got a review um, a couple of weeks ago, which was super awesome and super sweet. So please keep sending us your reviews, and we'll keep reading them. And you'll see this Apple Podcast, even though it opens in iTunes, I think Barry always <laughs> complains about that. And I'm not ever yeah. getting on Barry's bad side, so I no, won't do it. No, she is the queen um, of podcasts. I'm not doing and it, we... so it's Apple Podcasts, and you better recognize Yes, bow down to her. Um, and also, if you are listening and it's Wednesday, normally on Wednesday, Angelica goes through and like shows you how to do it yeah. on our Instagram or on our yeah on our Instagram stories. So I know some people are like I don't know how to do it. She literally makes it so easy. Like she goes and shows you step by step how to do it, and it's literally up there almost every single Wednesday. So if it's a Wednesday, um, you know, just swing by our Instagram and check out our stories, and that's probably on there. Um, but it's really not hard to do, and it means so much to us, and we'll love you forever and ever and ever. That's so how people find the podcast. So exactly. Appreciate you. Yeah. So we are into the dog days of summer. And it is July 18th as we are recording. It is. You know what's really funny is my anniversary is next week. Um, Yeah, so eight years of marriage, which seems crazy. Um, Like, I don't understand how that happened so quickly. But it's so funny because we got married eight years ago. Like, it was not this hot in the summer. Or else I would have not been able to do it. (laughs) And now I'm like, I don't ever want to go outside. is a proponent of climate change. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's what happened. We got married and it was just like, too hot, too hot. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it's just like, I, like, back then it was like bearable. You know, it was summer. It was not like, it was still summer. But yeah, eight years later, I'm like, this is how do people it's, get married? And I don't. I don't love yeah. this like in July right now, and I just don't. I don't understand you. it anymore. You. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. You have to live like in Canada or Maine or someplace where yeah. it's really nice during the summer to be married during the summer. But if you even live in like DC, it's still too. Well, hot. and that's the thing is like you know now I don't even really want to go places for our anniversary because I'm just like wherever we go, I'm just like it's hot. I just want to be like inside. So um, like two years ago, when my grandfather or three years ago, when my grandfather was sick. We ended up doing a staycation, and we're gonna do that again this year because we've just already done a lot of travel. And I'm like, you know what? I'd be inside a really nice hotel. Like enjoying the AC, like I'm not. Um, the jump suite at the fourth, like twenty one hundred dollars. So if anybody wants to sponsor, Christmas yeah, I'll say I won't be doing that, but I will be staying yeah, near that. That's like that's park view, and it's like the yeah. Fancy. I love the, the like. Hey, I was gonna I say I actually um, photographed a boudoir session in like in one of those suites. Yeah. I did it myself, but the client like booked it for herself and her husband and had me and come up and photograph it. And it was it. so had it was like having sets in one like yeah. hotel suite. It's fantastic. Um, so it was one of my favorite like boudoir sessions ever. But uh, yeah, it was amazing. We're going to be staying like on Disney property, but not there. <laughs> Cause that oh, would be, like that, that would be, yeah, that would, that would just break the bank. I'm not going to do that. I, at that point I would just go, I'd be like, where's cold to? Um, which part Maine. of me still is like, where is cold that I can fly? Because I'm, you know. Maine. Maine at 70 during the summer. <sighs> yeah. That's fantastic. That's, it's actually on that's the nice. coast. It's on Atlantic. I just want to go back to Scotland because I bet you right that now it's like beautiful there. It's probably in the 60s. It's probably. Oh, I'm so jealous. I I just, I, I miss it. Um, and I know last week I talked about being on like social media, not being on it less, but just like not. Being more, I guess, present when Being I'm on it. intentional about yeah, your social Yeah, intentional, media yes. So I've been doing that, and I feel like 
definitely that was what was wrong with the overwhelm in my life because all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I had time for all these things that I didn't think I had time for. Because you don't know what's happening on social media. It's fantastic. Exactly. It's great. And I'm like, I'm not stressed about it. And I'm not like reaching it. Like I've been keeping my phone in a different part of my room. So I, number one, it just makes me actually get up for my alarm instead of turning it off mm-hmm. in my sleep. That's um, because I have to get out of bed to turn it off. Move, moving your body. Yeah. So I'm like, that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, just like, it's like way more time. Like. I definitely, I need to stay away from it on the level that I was on it. It was it was getting to be too much. I don't even, like, I'm so glad I'm done with the 100 Day Project just because I don't like posting on Instagram every day. Yeah, I was going to say, that it's is definitely thing. the most, that must, that must be thing. a um, so record for like, you. I never have to do this ever again, so bye Felicia. <laughs> Wait, I'm but I really it. want you to do another 100 Day Project. I might do another one. I don't think that I would do it on Instagram. I just okay. don't care about Instagram in that way. Would you do it on Twitter? Twitter? You love Twitter? I don't think I would even do it on Twitter. Like, I, the thing of, like, posting on social media, like, listen, like, I would You would just do it and not post it? Like, a Tumblr page or something like that, like I've done before. Okay. With the idea of, like, oh, I need, I have to put it on Instagram, which I get it. That's when, you know, all the know when they put together the project, the point was for it to be on Instagram, but as somebody who could not care less, um, just not gonna do it. Like, don't care. So I don't, I'm not into it. I just don't. Yeah. On Instagram, I want to, and that's the way I live my life, and that's fine. I don't get business from Instagram. It's my personal, like, jam, so... I really, really like your 100-day project. I still, like, in all those 100 days, have not thought of something that I would want to do daily. Is that I literally was like, what? I mean, like, I know what I'm doing. But I just wanted to see what people's responses were. And the responses I got were so ridiculous that I think they're the best things ever. Is that somebody was like, you should send them to a battered women's shelter. And I thought, oh, my goodness, if I'm a battered woman, that is the last thing I want is a watercolor I want help and money and a job and a place to live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I generally you're not wrong. Somebody's like, put them in mailboxes. And I was like, that's also illegal. And if a strange person puts this in my mailbox, I'd be like, okay, cool. But what am I going to do with it? <laughs> I had yeah. three people that were like, sell them. And I'm like, look at you people. You people really, I think it's funny that people, the way people um, view art in a way in fine art, and we talked to um Krista about this and if you don't go back to that episode and I'll link it about how people view fine art it's kind of being like eh because we have we're such in a reproduction phase of Mm -hmm. like little marshals and get art that is copied off of people who create original art to sell on online and independent artists and so people view it so differently it's so funny but if I was like I did a hundred websites what should I do with them no literally no person would be like send them to a better (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like nobody would think that. So, and it's so funny. And I don't think also in um, in the viewpoint of if if it's a guy, nobody, no one would ever tell a man to give something away for free. <laughs> like that's literally. true, especially if he's an art because they take yeah. it more seriously. So I just thought engaging the responses from yeah, people were like very, very interesting. I mean, there's people obviously that I've give, given some to, or that I will give some to, or I've reproduced prints for specifically for that reason. But for the majority of them, like, I, I don't want them. They don't need to live in my house. That was not the, the purpose. But I just thought it was funny that everybody's like, let me tell you, you should give your art away for free. <laughs> I'm like, oh, honey, not to you. Because you specifically act. And you've never talked to me. Like, these are people I didn't even know I was still friends with on Facebook because I've yeah. been in the Republican filter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so mm. that's what I thought was hilarious. It was like, 
Okay, you you think that that doing that's a good idea, but you voted for Donald Trump now, fam. <laughs> like, don't tell me anything. Nah, fam. You how about you go support an artist, a, a marginalized person, and um, with your money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I they're think, gonna need it to buy healthcare for the. I still think, like for me, pay. a weekly project is definitely gonna be more doable and le- like not gonna be something that stresses me out. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like daily, eh, especially it, with, it wasn't super stressful just because it was nice to have something to do in the evenings to, um, break up for me. I feel day. like it'd be a photography project though. And yeah. that's where, cause I, I'd probably want to photograph people and I'm like photographing a different person every single day. Yeah, and like, we don't live in like, elements, if I lived in yeah. like New York city, I'd be, be like, different. great. I'll just go like, go outside and be like, Hey, Someone I'm doing a project who wants, you know, me to grab a quick photo of them, but we don't live there. Doing that here, can yeah. you imagine? Like, I'm sure that, like, the, do, like, the private Facebook group Disney, here would be, like, you writing. You do it in, like, the parks. Like, in the parks where you're, like, average. You would yeah. do it at, like, in Disney Springs or something. Like, in the places that are around. It, yeah, like, I could do that. But the the issue is, is I notice, and I'm thinking about this sounds well, so. Sure does this sounds Disney. so like ridiculous, but I'm thinking about starting like a separate Instagram for Disney stuff because I notice that when I post like too much Disney on my regular Instagram, people are like, "Yeah, girl, like that's a lot of Disney," and I get it because it's like, you know, if you're there to see like my like behind the scenes and like my travels and stuff, like some people like Disney is just a lot for them, and I definitely get that. I mean, I know you're I, that way. I, I would. But I don't care. Like, if you follow someone on Instagram and you follow them for what they post, and if you don't like it, then I'll just follow them. I just don't want Disney to, like, <laughs> overtake everything. Because, Dis- like, Disney Instagrams, like, overtake. I feel like they, like, overshadow, like, everything mm. that's on your set thing. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the idea of doing a separate one. And if I did that, then I could see doing, like, 100 Days of Disney or something like that. But I also am, like, then again, I just don't, like, I don't know that I'm going to want to go on Disney yeah. property for a hundred days. I like I just, I degree from the university of IDGAF. So yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like honestly, like I'll probably do 20 uh, days and then on day 21, I'll be like, it's hot and I don't yeah. want to go. And so there's people who do, I know a lot of people who didn't do or they, they intended to do a hundred day project, but they did it like 30 days and they were like, okay, this is enough for me just because they wanted the art that they were doing to be intentional yeah. and, and meaningful. And That's why like I'm like, I, for days. me, like, I think I'm going to do like a week, like a 52, like, 52 items you know and it'll be like one one a week i think that's for me gonna be a lot more doable plus i'll be able to create like you know pull a person like and 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 photograph a different person every week so exactly that's i'm like that's that's that's, that's the way i'm yeah i'm like i just want to do it once a week so and all people who want to do anything on the internet and you do what you want to do because it doesn't now, if I was doing what you were like, doing, yeah. I love the idea. Like, I loved your 100, you know, day project. Like, every day I would, like, look forward to, like, seeing, like, oh, my God, what's she going to post today? So, yeah, I love the idea of you doing another one. And, like, you could do, like, a secret Tumblr, too, and see if people ever I discover it. I mean, I don't think I would do secret. I just, I, I think it's very, um, I just don't care about Instagram enough to post on. Like, I just don't. I just don't. The thought of opening Instagram every day and the people... The more you got into it is that the more people will comment on it. And it, that's where I like, that's what I feel like social media where you can, and maybe I would just turn comments off, <laughs> where you um, have the option to comment is like, it's almost always a bad idea because somebody's going to say something that they don't think is stupid, but I, I think. But you think it's stupid. Because <laughs> 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 like, that's, uh... I mean, that's generally why I don't post on Facebook. I just, or if I do, like it, the fact that people can comment on the things that you're interested in as events on Facebook, it's about, like, do people really think that I'm reading them? Because I don't. 
I just don't like I'm like don't I don't use social media in the way that the normal consumer does. So it's very I'm a, a tech person. I know how social media works in, in the back end way and so I'm just not but good for you people who do that. If you finished your hundred day project, please tweet them to us so we can see them and we can share them. I'm super interested in seeing what other people um, created. A lot of people followed me throughout it, and I followed a bunch of different artists who did different things. I know Ali Lehman did uh, like very moody portraits or pictures that she did, um, kind of that she styled. Um, and, and even her, she was so funny. She's just like, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> I'm like, girl, same. Because when you travel, and she did a lot of travel too, and I, I did a lot of travel during this time, uh, it's very difficult to keep up what you're doing when you're on an airplane or you're in a different place. And I'm literally going through, you know, TSA and they're stopping me almost every time about these watercolor paints that I have in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally understand. So it's really, I mean, finding something that works, but also wanting it to be meaningful is, is a challenge. But so speaking of challenges and changes, today we're going to be talking about managing unexpected change in your business and like basically the point of me talking about 100 day project and bringing that up is because nothing is a constant variable in life or in business and so i think a lot of times uh we're hit by things that are unexpected and we freak out and then we like you know especially if you're a first time being an entrepreneur you just kind of like freeze up and you go into your little turtle shell and then you freak mm -hmm. out and then you like can't be heard from for days and then you think it's the worst thing ever but trust me stuff happens to everybody so and people seem to you know in general just not love change no. like it's not something that people tend to enjoy it's not something that you've planned exactly i would say like i know for me you know i i wouldn't say i'm horrible with change i will say that sometimes i uh plan a little bit too much. I've been known to be an over planner and everyone around me will be like, just do it already. Um, so for me, like that's how I handle change when I can control it is that I take a really, really, really long time to like get there, but sometimes you can't control it. And, and whether it's in business or life and, uh, you know, oftentimes for us, they overlap like those changes that are unexpected can be really, really horrible. <laughs> um, so getting kind of into it, um, one of the first type of changes that can affect you in a bigger small way is a staff change and this like you know obviously when you own a business to an extent you have will have some control over your staff but at the same yeah, time you're gonna have you people really yeah <laughs> you're gonna have people that you know maybe get up other opportunities so they go on and and have those opportunities like, take those opportunities a lot of times we have people that well, maybe work, you know, like when you're a small business, a lot of times people will work for you and then they'll go branch out and start their own business. Yeah. Like that happens often in the small business or they community. Get a, a opportunity from a larger um, dream job. Yeah, like a dream job sort of situation. Um, I had a business friend that I actually helped in and stepped in and helped them do some stuff, but they uh, basically lost their copywriter to Ralph Lauren. And I mean, like that's a dream job. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are you going to say? You can't say no to that. And you, yeah, you really want to support the small business that you've been with for all these years. At the same time, at what point do you stop your career from flourishing to do that? So those are things to think about. And that. also, like, you know, family building, yeah. um, you know, especially, like, when you're in, like, your 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, you have a lot of people that are building their families and, you know, might decide that it works best for them to not work at the moment um, so that they can yeah. work on being a parent full time. Uh, so that is a change that happens often yeah. um and you know kind of deciding how you're going to deal with these things it can be really really challenging uh, especially if that person is someone that you really come to rely on day in and day out they know your team they know you know exactly what's expected of them employee, it's exactly to um, find a replacement so some of the best things to do is really just take um first of all 
I would hope that you've created an environment if you're losing a really good employer, even if you're losing a, a, an employee that's underperforming, you have to fire them. You have to understand that you have to always have kind of like a backup plan and a plan B. And I think that's one of those things about my friend is that she did not have a plan B at all because she had no idea that, you know, it was an option for an employee to get a dream job and leave, especially someone had been there for that long. So the idea is to always just mentally have a backup plan and i feel like you should always have areas where you can source employees from um, if you're a small bit like if you're in design you should have if you're contracting out development work or you're a developer you're contracting design work just always have people that you can pull from know have reliable sources um have a plan that you know the rotation plan of transitioning so if somebody's leaving uh, ask them to give you as much time as possible. As yes. I, and I know as somebody who leaves, who's left a lot of jobs. Um, You're like, somebody who leaves. <laughs> the time, uh, it's very difficult when somebody asks you to stay a couple more weeks just because they need transition. But if you can do it, if it's not a hostile environment, if your new opportunity is, off, is being lenient or you were going to take time to like, a lot of times I would take like two weeks off to just chill before I started a new job. Um, just think about maybe taking, cutting it down a little bit and being in and helping. Or if you say, or negotiate and say, hey, I'll come in on a contract basis so maybe you can come in at a higher rate yeah. or hourly rate, which I've done also as well, just to help them transition. Yeah, that's a really role. popular way to go about it. And and again, it's like that planning ahead of time of knowing like that could be an option. Right. So you want to have that money put aside yeah. in case you need to be able to exactly. do that. Because if this person is your A plus, they're your, your go-to and they have this invaluable skill set, you really want them to be able to educate the person you have coming in, no matter how great that person's skill set. But company culture is always an effect in a, in a business. And if a person knows your company culture very well, it's just nice to have a person who was in a role transition the new person in the way that they were trained and then that new person can put their own flair on it but yeah definitely keep money aside always if you have employees just in case stuff doesn't go well and having like a training plan is so important and i know that this is something that we talked about when we kind of talked about like just like what you need to do in general like in business where like you need to have like the operations written out so that if something, God forbid something happened to you, if you're like, you know, you own the business by yourself, you don't have anybody else working with you. If something happens to you, someone needs to know how to run your business for a certain amount of time. And this is the same thing. If you have employees, like what that employee does, you need to be able, like, it doesn't need to just be something that you and the employee know. And it, you know, it's just in your head. Like this needs to be something that's like written out, you know, someone else can access it and understand it. So that way, when you're going into training someone new, you're not starting from ground zero and being like, I have no idea really what this right, person exactly. does, I what their no day looks I've like. Had it for so long. Yeah. And that happened to me a lot of times when I started new jobs is that I've worked for small, most of the time I've worked for small business, the only enterprise level business that I worked for was for the mouse. And so um, for the smaller businesses that I've been around for 30, 40 years, the person who was hiring me usually was the owner of the business or the CEO, had no idea what the person who yep. was raw was taking over did. They had no idea. And if that person like quit immediately, they got into a spell or something happened or, you know, they got pregnant, they, they had to go back and be like, uh, what do you do again? If they didn't have access to that person, they'd be like, uh, I think it's found here. And it just became a longer uh, transitional period for the new employees. So just make sure you write down your processes, write everything down, know how to do at least the simple steps in every role in your business. Yeah, say that happened to me when I worked for a psychologist and like essentially I did everything to do with like running the business side of things while he saw clients and then also like handled insurance and all those things. And because I was the first person in my position, like he finally just had enough money to like hire someone to do this. Um, When I left, like he didn't 
like it wasn't there wasn't a game plan it was just kind of like every day he'd teach me a new skill that he learned when he had right. time and then I'd yeah. take that skill on and so by the time I left it's like I'm doing all these things but we don't have like a game plan for the next person so I ended up staying for an extra three weeks to train the person like yeah. coming in I after me just start writing um docs about the job because that would be a thing is if I come in and I say oh do you know you guys have CrossFit docs and they're like no okay I'm gonna create that documentation while I'm here How yeah about that? Like, yeah help you out as a, as a business owner because it seems like you don't know what you're doing and another important I think step like if you do have like an unexpected staff change is to reach out to the community and see where you can get help because I know that a lot of times something will happen and it's beyond your control it happens quickly there's so many Facebook groups so many places where you yeah. can you know speak to a large amount of entrepreneurs and creatives in one space reach out to the community and say hey this is the position that I'm in does anybody you know know anyone because a lot of times someone out is out there looking for a job and they're highly qualified and they can't find anything yeah. and that's how you end up you know or it could just be a situation like with you when you jumped in for your friend it's like yeah it was it was a lot that month was heavy <laughs> but you were like yes I can come in and I can do this for you really quickly you know while you figure everything out so reaching out to the community um, is really really important and just seeing you know what the community can do for you um, another type of unexpected change which should be expected at this point because hello it's always happening is tech change tech change we know it's going to happen. We know that it's going to be changing constantly. Um, you just got to kind of like accept that it's going to happen. Um, and there's, I mean, obviously with social media and depending on the way that your business is set up, you're going to have to embrace different types of social media. And sometimes they kind of come quickly and out of the blue. Um, but another thing is just like the different systems that you have. And you might have a system that you think like this is working really well, but then you see something else and you're, you just know sometimes like, all right, what I'm doing is crap yeah. and I'm seeing this other system and exactly. Yeah. And so I think it's just important to set a certain amount of time, you know, aside maybe like every month or so to just kind of make sure that you're looking at what else is out there and kind of like staying up to date on things. Because it, if you're, you know, kind of sticking with the same thing over and over, you can pretty much get like in a tech rut and then get lost, you know, left behind. And then you're at a point where if you're not changing anything you know, in your business when it comes to that for, like, six months, then you're going to be super behind. Yeah. Or, you know, like, there's so much, um, like, being a developer, so many changes and things that are happening all the time. Um, Something that, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, Instagram is so awful, but everything's so slow, algorithm. Number one, Facebook and Instagram have been including AI technology into their algorithm so that AI is going in and reading hashtags and, and figuring out what should be shown first. So that's a new technology change. Instagram just switched to Python 3, which I think around Thursday, Friday, things were really low and slow for them um, because that's a big change for them to switch their whole code base to a different um, version, updating that. Uh, just from a developmental, like a, a web development phase, uh, CSS Grid is a kind of, it's not super new, but it's a newer thing that's been happening that you can have your grid in browser versus having your design grid or using a framework. So now that's a big change in understanding how that works. I literally spent a day playing a game where I watered plants to learn how to do a CSS grid. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, Yarn, uh, if you're, again, if you use um, package installers, we used to use NPM. NPM is no longer a thing. It's no longer being supported. And now we're switching all of our um, code bases over to Yarn. And that's become a big deal because now we're trying to figure out what we're using Grunt versus 
files. It's all this stuff. I didn't so, know that Instagram was on Python 3. They just switched. Um, from it's what I've seen new. of Python, then I'm like, they could take their sweet time because that junk looks hard. Yeah, I mean, so like, I got nothing people, to complain about. Yeah, this is people don't understand is that people get so frustrated about things with code and switch. And this, um, Python's which, no joke. Yeah, and just the, the code languages and code bases and things, generally when they update, it's to make things um, more streamlined, more faster, take out code, lines of code that you don't need. But changing all of your code over is just a P-I-T-A, and that's what we're doing right now with switching over to Yarn, and um, you know, because we have like a couple sites that are in development and switching that over on our WordPress sites at least, um, you know, for our e-commerce and some other stuff, we can't, can't help you. But um, that's just stuff that takes a long time. I remember people were up in arms a lot about switching over to Sketch for a lot of UI practices, and there's some people who don't use Sketch and it's fine. Uh, we primarily use Sketch for UI design for wireframing just because it's easier, it's quicker, it doesn't take as long to load, it's a very lightweight uh, software, um, but I mean obviously it doesn't do all of the things, like it's not an illustration tool. There are some people who can make some crazy illustrations in it, God bless those people, I can just open Illustrator for that. I have, uh, you know, and learning different technologies is part of being in technology, that's part yeah. of my life, that's part of what I do, so I always am up to embracing change, and if you're not up to embracing change, then you probably should. If you're thinking about a career in technology, whatever it's SEO writing, copywriting, whatever that is, if you're not up to embracing change as it comes and hits you in the face, then you probably should figure out how not to use the computer for your for what, Yeah, for your career. Yeah, and and it, again, I think even time. just if you're a business owner in general, you're going to need to expect you know, that there's POS a certain amount of tech so that you're going to have to deal with. I mean, who, I, know, mean I, like a, I mean, outside of like stores like a um, Target or like a big box realtor, mm-hmm. nobody has a cash register. Everybody has a POS no, system. Yeah, exactly. Square or Shopify now just introduced their new POS system and uh, you know, you have PayPal's And you know that there were so many people when they had to break out their phone and put the little, and they yeah. were like, I can't do this. And yeah, it's like, it's calm like, down. It's going to be okay. Jack, and then everyone's like, but the new iPhone 7 doesn't have a headphone jack. So they created a Bluetooth version. <laughs> like, calm just down. Just push the button. Like, there's always that okay. freak out. So, I mean, yeah, I don't remember. I, I can't think of, outside of some Asian markets, but even those are switching over to like a, a, you know, Clover is another POS system that is very, very popular. It's a little bit cheaper than Square to operate. And on, I know they're, um, they have a lot of vendors in Central Florida that they reach out to. We know some people. So I just, there's different technology. And I also, industry. like, I also feel like it's important to mention that if you do not care to keep up with tech and you own a business that, let's say, doesn't do own, like, does or doesn't involve tech, that's fine, but know that the person that you are employing to deal with your tech has a lot to deal with. Yeah. And I just had, you know, um, a, a creative person, a, a, a business owner, I will say, um, that runs a business that does not have anything to do with technology at all. And they contacted me and they were like, oh, you know, this is like a person that I know personally. And they were like, they just bought this business a few weeks ago and they're complaining about their tech person and how their tech person isn't doing A, B, and C fast enough. Um, Mind you, I found out this person's rate, or at least the rate that they're getting, because again, this is an established business that's like nine years old that he bought, and the rate is very low. Um, So (laughs) there's that. Um, But also, I'm like, I'm not 100% clear with the things that they're supposed to be updating or, or whatnot, but the business owner in, in question was like, well, I could do all these things myself, but I don't have the time and they're just taking a really long time. And I'm like, you don't know, you probably couldn't even like put in the password to get into WordPress. Like you would be stuck there. Like username, password is on, like, and I'm just being real. Like username, password is where he would be stuck. Like he has no idea. He's never even 
been back there before. So it's like, you know, trust your tech person and make sure that you are understanding that like they're constantly learning new stuff on a daily basis to be able to serve you right. and your business better. So, so it, ask, it is oh, important. Why do websites cost so much? Or why do logos cost it's, so much? It's, it's a constant, are, like, constant. Consistently learning and having to pay yes, for systems absolutely. that are upgraded. Like, you know, Sketch had like an unlimited license. I think now they switch over to a yearly license. So those things, those costs do add up on our end. There's, um, you know, we use different billing software for us to be able to accept different types of payment. So for us to do that, it costs us more money. So we are paying a little bit more than people who are using something like it. And it's like, you know, look at it in yeah. the same sense that like if you hired a contractor or like, you your know, the power company, plumber. like you you pay them because you don't know what you're doing yeah. when it comes to that. So trust and that you don't know and trust that it's a constant. Because the plumbers always yeah. know how to constantly. Up, you know, there's new toilets. So it's have different technology. They have to know how to I'm install. like, I don't know where the, yeah. The, like, yeah, the it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know anything about it. So I'm just going to trust that, you know, they're, they're doing that. Story. So exactly. Yeah, just keep, keep your, your mind open and understand that you always have to be tech is always evolving it's not gonna stop evolving ever ever in life no ever (laughs) and if it does that well no i was gonna say if it does that means the robots took over but no that would mean that it's really evolved evolved and we're gone understand it yeah only the robots can it'll be just like um you know well i was gonna say age of ultron but yes Um, so another change that can be unexpected is income change. And obviously when you own a business at the end of the day, um, income isn't to an extent guaranteed at any point in time. Um, (laughs) yeah, like a lot of us get to a point where we kind of, you know, know to expect, okay, there's certain seasons or certain highs and lows and can kind of like predict what we're going to be making even a few years down the line. Um, but at the end, at the end of the day, you never know. So yeah. if you get sick or let's say that, let's say you have a spouse that works a regular job, they lose their job. Like there's so many different things that can impact your income and completely change a lot of structures of your business, especially if you like many businesses today need to make money to pay for services that help you make money. Basically, um, you know, a lot of things with business owner or entrepreneurs, like you may have a client who's been your steady client. They've you mm-hmm. know, always had this, maybe their business shuts down. Maybe they decide to go with someone else because your rates have gone up or, you know, they find someone cheaper. That's something that maybe may affect your income. Um, a project that you've been working on, especially for a long term project, all of a sudden they stop getting funding for the project and it stops or the person who's done that's, the project that's a big one out. that happens all yeah that is a time. big one so you may have like budgeted and guaranteed for a certain amount over a certain amount of time and then all of a sudden you're halfway through the project and it has to stop so those are things that you have to really think about and some ways to just you know counteract counteract that and, and understand is always again have a backup you know your fire fund uh for things that happen if your business catches on fire that's an unexpected income change uh, just know that you need to have money set aside just for those rainy days or things that happen. Have your squirrel fund if you watch, um, what's the name of that show? The Terrible People. Anyway, if you know what I'm talking the about. The Terrible um, People. <laughs> what is it on? It's on Showtime. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't um, know. I like looking at the cover with Fiona. And all oh, um, Shameless. Yes, Shameless. Okay, okay. It's all fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. fun knows they're a thing. Yes, like, yes, we yes. all like summer to work all these I should have got it when you said fun. with those horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing you, you can be talking about a lot of literally, people. So I was like, that doesn't narrow like, down for me. <laughs> like Harry Potter with those horrible people. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, 
yeah so those things um if that happens and you don't have a squirrel fund which is fine that happens like, there are people who are just hustling 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 trying to create that squirrel fund but if you're yeah. not there yet and you don't have that money and something happens uh just be open to doing different things to income absolutely like like, like i think we've job. said a million times before don't be afraid to take a part-time job or do whatever you need to do if you, you know, have that unexpected uber, income change pick up uber eats deliver groceries for post maintenance like do be a va do. for other businesses sell all of your stuff that you don't need you don't need that playstation you don't need it so yeah um sell your tv you don't need it you can buy another one you can buy a better one when you get your stuff together um yeah, and you just, it, yeah. use your resources to make that extra income so you you're not floating and a big thing for me um, with, like, and I guess it's not necessarily, like, unexpected or change, but it's kind of, like, when I was only doing photography, if somebody was like, hi, um, I want to work with you, that was it. Like, they booked. Right. It, like, it wasn't, like, a, even with weddings, like, if we're sitting down, they're booking. Um, and with branding, it's different because of the price point. So, a lot of times they'll book, but it'll be three or four months after they originally were like, I want to work with you. Like, I just had somebody today that has been talking about working with me since late March. And we've been, you know... It's July. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this was a project that I was like, oh, this is, like, it's a sizable, you know, money situation. Um, and so I was excited to book it. And I thought I was going to be booking it back then. And just things have happened, you know, on her end. And she's just been, like, not ready financially. And I get that. But, you know, that is, that's why it's so important not to kind of, like, what did they say, like, kept, count your chickens before they're hatched or something? Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't oh, know a lot about chicken. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> but anyways, just basically, unless you have it signed on the dotted line, like, it's not your money, don't factor it. Maybe they have not paid you if they're your money. Yes, if they haven't paid you. Exactly. Because they have That's true. That is true. And I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, that did you read the contract? But yeah, if you're sure. if you're dealing with a situation where you're getting larger amounts, like larger payment installments, like you really can't expect that people are going to, you know, right. pay when they say that they're going to, even if they're like, yeah, 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 I definitely want to work together. Maybe they do, but it might just be a lot longer down the line than right. you expect. So just be prepared for that um, and don't be counting on income that someone just, just because someone says right. like, yeah, you're going to be making this. The best thing to do, especially if you're just starting out, it's just cut back to bare minimum, bare mm -hmm. bones, just so you know, like, you know, cancel your Netflix, cancel your gym membership, cancel all that stuff, figure out what you're doing, your bare minimum, figure out what's important. important. And when I say important, I understand that working out is important. Having a $17 gym membership is not. So there are things yeah. that you can cut back Let's on. Say, and that's something to do maybe yearly money. because I was yeah. looking through my bank statement recently and I'm like, why? What What is what even is going on? Thing? Like, I mean, there are things that we slowly... And it's not even like all expensive things, but like you said, like Hulu and Netflix, like things that add yeah. up, whereas I'm like, I okay, mean, I don't need Hulu if I have Netflix because Handmaid's Tale isn't on at the moment, so what am I even doing? Yeah. It's fine. Right. You I know? Mean, there's just so many different things that you could look at. Uh, if your rent is, is expensive in an area where you could actually look at moving and saving money, sit down and do that. Or if you own a home, look at how you, is it okay? Do you need to sell your home right now? Because is it overwhelming for you? It, it, are you using that as a crutch during your business to help your business, keep your business from flourishing? You can sell your house. That's fine. That's more money, first of all, in the pocket. Go rent for a couple of years. When you build your income back up, you can buy a better house. Like, they're just things. Like, everything is 
movable. There's nothing that's a constant in your life that you need to have. If you say, drive a certain car, yeah. sell that car. Downgrade to a car that takes maybe regular gas versus premium gas. Like, there's so many different things that you could be doing. And, like, of course, for anyone, like, if you have, like, a regular job, obviously, income affects your your life because right. high um but the difference i think the biggest difference is like number one it's a lot more guaranteed and then depending on the state that you work in obviously florida doesn't apply because we're quote unquote the right to work state which is just a whole they stupid thing um no yeah is. but you it's like if you, you work somewhere you. or you live somewhere that makes sense um as a place <laughs> then you know you're probably somewhat secure in your if you have a like a quote unquote regular job, you're probably somewhat secure knowing that like you will be getting this income. But when it comes to your business, like no matter how far up you go, you just never know. Like there's been people that we've seen that have been making so much money only to have it all yeah. just I mean, I tumble and fall away. Making a ton of money, you know, for the past two years, and this year the thing that she was doing didn't work out, and it had to, you know, unfortunately be ended, and so now she's like back at ground zero. But she was always also at a point where she was like, okay, I've worked hard. I deserve these things. Da, da, da. And now it's like, okay, well, now I can't have these things. we got to scale back. So just know money's never a constant. And it's okay to, because you can always be scaling back or yes. scaling forward. That's yes. totally fine. Like, it just, I think people sometimes are like, oh, I'm ashamed. My business is not doing that great. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter, first of all. If nobody is paying your bills and their input does not matter. Yeah, so unless someone is paying your bills, it really crap, doesn't whether or not matter you have, at all. Um, it's so funny. Um, Janelle Adams, who... Uh, she runs, I will put a link to her show notes. I always, I'm like blanking. Oh, Jolie Bloom, uh, it's like a handmade cosmetic thing. But she posted a picture the other day and it was like, I am living the best life. And I was like, a picture of her holding a coffee cup with like a paper Starbucks. And like her like steering wheel, you know the picture. And then she had like drawn like a little Mercedes thing and put it on her steering wheel. It was just so funny. Nice. Like she had like a fake like watch where she would like paper it and wrote in Rolex. And I'm like... And that's fine. If your life is the paper Starbucks and the paper Mercedes and the paper Rolex, then that's your life. If your life is the real Rolex and the real Mercedes and the real giant Venti Starbucks, you're also living a good life. Just don't let people and the internet gauge where you need to be in your business for your business to be deemed successful. And also, like, just because we're talking about income and this isn't exactly in the same, but it's, you know... Just know that what you see online is different than what is reality. Like, I will tell you right now, because you will see me drinking Starbucks all the time, I will tell you that probably 9.99 times, it's free. So there is no way that I would go buy that every day, because my bank account would be like, what are you doing, girl? Starbucks is not Um, great for me to be going every if I had, like, a fancy local, like, coffee shop, then I probably... Then you'd go like, every day, I, I yeah. Because it'd be, out. like, more worth spending the money. Or I'd buy your beans or whatever. Yeah. Like, i buy, like, beans. Well, I don't drink coffee, beans. but I'm, like, I get a chai, like, a lot. Yeah. But it's also always free because I have a ton of people that work at Starbucks. Yeah, so, so just, like... And it has been for... Like, when I first started that. drinking it, it was because it was free because my friend was the GM of a Starbucks. So, yeah. So, don't think life. that, you know... Just things are not always as they seem. You never know what, like, you never know the story behind that person that has that Rolex. So just calm down. Don't Rolex mess up your money situation. EBay, y'all. Like, don't be, <laughs> don't be doing stuff. I know somebody that has a Rolex, and my mom has a Rolex. Like, all of my aunts have Rolexes. And it does it's, not, mean yeah, it does not mean, <laughs> don't, yeah, it doesn't mean a thing. So I don't, yeah, whatever. So the other major unexpected change that can really affect your business 
that you need to learn how to manage is life change. This is probably the thing that's going to affect you. If not tech, then this life is going to hit you in the face all the time. Yeah. Um, for me, I think a big one that people don't think about is like going through like depression and something that is really outside of your business, but affects your business. So for me, when like my grandfather died, yeah, you know, it really, yeah, it really like poured about. over into like all aspects of my life, especially my business, because to be honest, like, I didn't want to do anything. And while he was sick, I spent most of my time, like I cut back my business a lot because I could, like I was doing okay. And so I was able to spend more time with him, spend time in the hospital, you know, spend time in his care facility after like taking care of him every day, which I'm glad that I was able to do. But after he died, I was so used to having that fill up so much of my day for, you know, from June to October. And then all of a sudden, like when he died, I had this yeah. like big space every day, and I was just of time to adjust. Also yeah, exactly. It's like I was thrown into a right. completely new schedule, yeah. and it's like okay, I feel like I'm just getting a hold of this, and then he's gone, and then I was just honestly so depressed that I just didn't really like get working at home. Even like people don't understand, like because people are like, oh, it's so great because you just get to like roll out of bed, and I'm like, I just didn't even want to do that. No, you can't, um, and, and you just cannot like death is such a thing we are not meant for goodbyes it doesn't matter if it is your friend your pet your family your loved one you know it's just there's things that are, there are people who i know like celebrities may affect because they may affect them in a way and so a celebrity death may take someone they may take them back for a while and they'll be like mm-hmm. oh my gosh i don't understand why i can't do this thing today it's just because death is so unexpected it like, is no one expect like losing a child being pregnant and losing a child, having a miscarriage, having a stillbirth, those things affect you in a way, and I don't think anybody should feel like they have to get up and get out of bed because they work from home. That's yeah. like not even, an, like don't ever make yourself feel like you have to get out of bed because you work from home versus somebody who gets in a car and drives. There's no difference. If you yeah, someone, and there, I think that there's definitely a stigma for those people that don't work from home that really like don't ex- oh, yeah, ex- understand I'm how like depression and anxiety would. Yeah, I'm not over it because it was my grandpa. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? So it, it's, I think it's really hard, like after a change like that, to kind of get back into your. Yeah your Your routine for me it was really getting out of the house that because like for a long i was like i can't even like work at home because i'm just gonna like go back into this and i mean obviously i took a long time to to do that but then when i was like okay i would like to like be working on a more regular schedule for me it was like i'm gonna get out of the house and do that that was the best way for me to do that you just have to figure that out i mean we i mean like you know like like we said last year, why we skipped an episode for Pulse. Like, you just mentally, I could Yeah, we could I not. Mean, yeah, we could not. not and we called me up. directly anyway, at any way. But the fact that this horrible thing happened to people who I know or people who are around me in mm-hmm. this community that I'm in that we did not expect is something that took effect of my business. And, and I remember we called, like, difficult. you know, our our guest, and we were like, we, were like, we cannot. And she's like, no, I, I get it. I yeah. cannot. Like, it was like, it was not even like a question. Like, everybody just needed to take that week as like a bye week and just yes and i mean those not, things are, are things yeah. that affect i mean like natural disasters in general not i mean not saying that was like that was an intentional thing an act but and, you know natural disasters thing like I, I, during katrina uh, our school was re- it was just we did not learn anything <laughs> we just didn't learn anything yeah the whole week we were there and we were packing food and we were getting supplies together and that was what we learned how to be empathetic how to be compassionate i was so grateful that i was in an environment where that was the priority and not the SATs or the PSAT. Say, I, think I think we even that canceled that's such our PSATs great, that week. Yeah, that's such a great like parallel because I remember being I was in ninth grade during nine eleven and I was at like a brand new school, yeah. like in a brand new area. 
because um, we moved across town and we didn't really like do anything that yeah. day. Nope. And I think that that's such a great parallel of like if the if you're if you would be in school, would you be doing something? No, then yeah, you, you don't need to do something like, just because you own a business. Yeah. Like you don't Other need to be. Email people and say I'm not gonna be doing anything. Yeah, like that's just that's like, totally I'm, fine. I'm trying to figure this out, and you have understanding clients who probably are in industries that are being affected. They probably are not thinking about the thing that you're doing right now as well. Yes, say, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, especially with 9-11, the financial world, that completely, that completely, like, decimated those people. That whole company got decimated. Like, they had no employees left, you know, only a handful. And so those things are things to think about when you're you're having business that you cannot um, manage life on family things. Like, you may have a new baby. I mean, you may find out you're unexpectedly pregnant. See, right? that's like a happier job. note. Um. <laughs> like, I did my job in February. I was, I know I was pregnant at the end of April. And so it's not something that I had planned or anything like you that. You really did not. Because no. you just got done talking I about how you don't like children. I still don't. I had two beautiful children with me all day Sunday. I love them to death. I don't like kids. Like, yeah. I love them. But the idea of being someone whose job is just to, no, I'm all right. Um, so that's just, you know, those things happen. That's fine. I'm wondering you choose what to was, a baby. So as far as, like, you know, because you can speak on this um, from experience, like, with it being, like, this, like, Life changes is obviously a major life change because there's a person inside you all of a sudden. Um, or like with you forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like nine months seems like forever to have a you tiny human inside of your you uterus. Have, you have a person with you for Was like, what, what advice can you give on that? Um, if you unexpectedly Not that I am expecting to be unexpectedly accepting. So. <laughs> if you unexpectedly get pregnant, uh, if you are in a situation with, I mean, like, luckily I was with my husband and we were, we've been married and we've been together for a long time. Um, that was kind of like, a, you know, it was always kind of a, a, no, thank you, but if it happens, it happens type of deal with us. We never were kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, we were just very, like, if it happens and it's, it's supposed to happen, then that's fine and we'll take that one baby, that one baby um i would just sit down and, and talk to the first or you don't have to if you're a single lady and you're living your life you sit down with yourself first figure out what you want to do if this is gonna get in the way of your goals and there are, you can terminate your present pregnancy that's totally an option that's fine that's expensive make sure you have the money to do that if not girl sell that playstation again we'll go back to the other things get your squirrel fun figure that out um if you do choose to have the baby again that is also expensive the monthly the monthly visits that turn into bi-weekly visits that turn into weekly visits are very, very expensive. Um, when we started, uh, my husband was switching jobs and he had just started a new job, so he did not have health care, so we paid for everything out of pocket. By that, I mean out of my pocket. And so it was pricey, but I had the money because I had I knew what my business was. Like, I knew what I was doing in my business and the fact that I was like, okay, I'm going to keep this baby because I can afford it. And also, it's not that awful for me. For me, it's for not other people. That- <laughs> Well, it could be all like other people are terrified oh, of the idea of having kids may ruin their life and that's totally fine like that's an option for you and i think that you should be able to be like no nah, fam I'm, I'm good on that uh having an idea of what you're going to do after the baby we always knew that we wanted her in child care um that was an option that we knew to make a certain amount of money that we need to make so that she could be in child care um after one i knew i was going to be at home for the first year that was just mentally the conversation we had that we talked about so you just when you're pregnant you have nine months to figure out what you're doing, generally. And there are things that can happen. Your kid may be born with birth abnormalities and abnormalities where they may need a certain level of health care. So you just mentally need to keep that in mind. They may have, or you may find out later when they're older or toddlers, they may have like autism or certain things that you have to figure out. So when you agree to have a child, 
Children are a wild card in that sense. No, that you could be thrown into the gauntlet at any time for any single thing. You may get a new client that may require you to be on. There's just so many different options. So I just mentally, uh, just I knew all the wild card things that could happen. I was mentally prepared to be like, okay, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. If I'm going to get a job, then I got to get a job. If I don't have to get a job, fantastic. I have not had to get a job. It's been great. So just figure out what you need to do. Sit down, take time, figure it out, and, and you'll be fine. Another one is if you're married to somebody who has a regular job and they are relocated. And I've seen this happen to a lot of people that, especially if they're working in a business that is either brick and mortar or that's in their particular community, having to kind of rebuild um, what they've built, uh, which obviously you don't have to move, but obviously, you know what I mean? Like you obviously should weigh that out just because I think that sometimes people think like, oh, well, the other person has like a regular job. Well, no, that's not how it works. Like, if it's best for you to move and you both decide together to move, um, then go ahead and make that move. But just know that with that unexpected change, you're going to probably want to start marketing to that community ahead of, you know, ahead of your move. You're going to want to reach out to people in that community that are also creatives, you know, well, ahead of your move. Creatives in your area exactly. You know anybody in that area that you could be connecting with right now. Start Use the internet. On, in that area. Start, um, if you're a brick and mortar yeah. Start selling in there. Start targeting the area in your Facebook. Say, hey, coming soon to Phoenix, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are things that you should be doing when you're thinking about moving. Because moving is another big life change. Even if you're not pregnant, if you're like, that's just a big life change. I have friends that have moved from Orlando. Almost all of my creative friends have moved from Orlando. And um, they did it by taking those steps, just marketing the area beforehand and getting to know creatives in the area. That's why con- this is why conferences to me are so important because you get to know people in different areas and that is why when we travel we have known so many different people from different areas because when i go back to philly in october for instance i can go back and i can have these conversations um, i have friends who live in atlanta who are coming down to orlando to facilitate workshops those things are invaluable and that just comes from traveling so i really that's why i always recommend going to conferences and events especially out of your state just so you can get to know different people so that when the option comes for you to move you have the open option to reach out to somebody and say hey i just want to i'm coming to your area what should i do what should i look forward to where should i live what's cheaper you know work for myself you know those types of things so that's why i'm all pro you know researching your area researching your options before you make before you jump into that change yep. yeah because i mean it is unexpected but at the same time you can be doing a few things to make it not so horrible like i'm trying to think are there any other like major life changes um, I mean, that I mean, affect family changes like if you have an uh you know an elderly parent or your parent may you yes. may take a parent in and become a caretaker that happens to a lot i have a lot of friends who are going through that right now or that's option or you know that that's and if unexpected. you're running a business from home that certainly you know changes it's, things it's, it's a, not the same as having a child but it's similar to having a child but your schedule revolves around this person who lives with you whether it's a parent or another family member if you have to become a caretaker that is a giant uh change to your life and your lifestyle and you really have to revolve your schedule around them you need to make sure you have the proper resources do they need a nurse do they have medications that they have to afford how are you going to pay for those medications because again i'll have our healthcare system is a mess if you're listening to this overseas you're probably in a much better mm-hmm. situation to take on those things but in america it's very difficult um if it's your your parent do they qualify for a certain you know amount of you know money to have them take care of they get social security all that stuff so there's just different things that you have to research and um really be aware of before taking that or you might have to take it on but like if you're, you have a parent who's elderly and their spouse dies they might have to come live with you because they cannot afford to live on their own or carry their house or whatever the case may be so just mentally always know 
that those things happen. Um, you know, I accidents happen. I, people whose parents have gotten into really bad accidents um, while they were traveling or while they're there and then all of a sudden they have to become the caretaker. We are always liable to take care of someone if it's a friend, you know, unless you just hate people. <laughs> I feel like you're all, there's always an option to take care of someone so you just mentally... I'm yeah. saying I think that so much so of like, unex- like being prepared for unexpected things, so much of it you know, unfortunately just come back to income. Um, so I think that if you can put yourself in a position with your business where you have a little bit of extra to spend, if you make sure that whether you're working alone or with other people, you make sure that someone else knows how to run your business in case of emergency. I think that you're really going to be putting your best foot forward. And then if you're constantly ready to evolve and, you know, just working hard to see what's ahead and, and planning ahead as much as you can. Like when you see someone else go through a problem in their business, remember that can happen to you. And that's a great time to put in those steps to right. prevent Take having to deal with the same thing. Telling you their stories of yes, absolutely. So and I say you can walk into any group on Facebook right now that's like an entrepreneur group and you'll see people asking for advice and help with what it is that they're dealing with. So it's like when you're reading that or when you're even giving advice, be sure to kind of put yourself in their shoes and be like, okay, well, if this does happen to me, this is what I can do to prevent like being in a, yeah. a bad situation. Could, you know, become absolutely. I think that's another thing that we don't really think of is that you could be working in something and all of a sudden it doesn't exist anymore. There are so many technologies and things that are kind of going on. I mean, like, look at Vine. It's look quick. All these people yeah. Who were Vine it's stars, quick. Vine personalities, and you had to quickly understand that you need to switch to YouTube or yep. some other platform, Instagram, really quickly so you could supplement your income. So just always, number one, have multiple streams of income. That is probably the best way to avoid being financially affected by an unexpected change in a way that you're unable to recover from. Um, all crowdfunding is an option. If that's a thing that, you know, you get into a point where you can't, uh, afford to do something on your own, you can always set up a GoFundMe, you can set up a We Care. There's so many different crowdfunding um, apps that you can just do. I have so many friends that have, and it's really hard to be like, I, I need to support all of them, but I can't. Uh, so there, those are just so many things to think about. Uh, if there's something that you've gone through that you have personally, you know, experienced that you have expertise in that you think our listeners would benefit from, it would be super awesome if you tweeted that to us. So yes, definitely. Video. Uh, anything because I think we're always trying to learn. I was say at the end of the day, like don't be afraid to ask for help because I do have okay. a friend personally who um, her two year old has cancer, and obviously that was very out of the blue, yeah. and she had to kind of stop working because yeah. you know at this point she needs to be uh, going to the hospital for daily visits. Yep. Um, about the a month, vacation. there's something that they like every, every like week, I would say there's something that unexpected that yeah. happens just in the treatment where like something will go wrong or whatever. Right. I mean, she's, she's steady right now. Like it looks like everything's okay. Like honestly, it looks like she is going to make it and she's going to be okay. But they, it's the next two years are going to be very rough. And then the next, like probably I think four after that are still yeah, going to yeah, be filled with very, lots of visits and, and that sort of thing. thing. It, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard enough it's, when you have two toddlers and you're and a young couple, like, you're not like just paying for anything is challenging. Is you're thinking about their child. Having exactly. Like, so no it's one. already like, you know, two like a two income household and everything like that. So now with this, it's very unexpected and, and they had no choice, but to obviously, be able to set up like and do right. some crowdfunding because like what else do you do in that yeah, situation so exactly. just don't be afraid like if you are in a position with your business and your mm-hmm. life where just the unexpected change has been too much please reach out because the community you'd yeah. be surprised what the community will I mean, do for you like, the thing. and there's so many different things i will say um 
you know, Jesse Peterson, who was a WordPress developer, WordPress plugin developer, um, is an example of his life. He had cystic fibrosis, had been on the, um, you know, transplant list for new lungs. It was very hopeful. He was literally next in line, and he unfortunately passed away about two weeks ago. And it's such a hit to the WordPress community because he was super awesome, and he spoke at WordCamp Orlando, and we had gotten to know him and a lot of people in our area, and he was just in, you know, um, right outside of Orlando, and now his, you know, his family's crowdfunding. So I'll put a link for um, you to support his his wife and his, they just adopted two kids. So, it, you know, she's in a situation where she didn't expect for this to happen. And those yeah, same, we can put happen. up a, a link up for Sarah and her yeah, family too exactly. with everything just they're so going through. The, but just understand that things happen and um, it's difficult and it's not easy, but it is okay. That's why we try to build a community. That's why we started this podcast so women of color could have a place to express what they're going through in their business and their lives because again that's why we believe in life balance i know people always are like oh you guys talk too much about your life blah, blah, blah. because but this is real like, our life we, and business are intertwined boo business yeah never ever, never ever the only thing we promise is that we're black work. that's yeah. it <laughs> like, that's all we promised you is that we'd show up and be black yeah. and that's the only promise that we will constantly, yeah, deliver on. We will always show up and be black, but sometimes we'll talk about business. Sometimes it'll be about personal. Those are very intertwined for us. It's always been a balance of both because you cannot have a business, especially because the the podcast that we're in the you know space when we decide to start, we're all not like mostly white men, to be honest. Yes. And the few that were female led were just you know different, and their experiences are different. And being women of color are things we are affected by. We are affected by you know police brutality, or there's just so many different things that we're. Yeah, it's like you when you're a black woman, you have to think about the fact of okay, I'm gonna go meet with a client and I'm wearing my hair naturally. Am I gonna not book this client? Like that's not like that's life and business. Like there's nothing we can do about that. Anything about the color of my skin, unfortunately, which is not unfortunate for me. It's awesome. You know, we're all gonna move to Wakanda and start our own business. Please, and that's fine. But I just that's the reason why we we talk about life. Justin, because they like they this. intertwine, yeah. Episodes <laughs> so like this are a perfect example so that they intertwine. Stuff, please talk to us about it. We do. We are very interested in learning about your life as well as your business, and I think that's why a lot of people do like listening to our podcast. It's because they, uh, you know, it's a mix of both. It's not just one or the other. And if it, it sucks that I'm not giving you ten tips how to make, you know, six figures this year, uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So, sorry, not sorry. Again, I, I am sorry. So we have some listener questions. We do. So let's get into them. What are you reading right now? Oh, That's guys, number one. I am like super excited about books right now. Books are awesome. Um, I'm steadily, I've set a goal of 25. That's all I said I was going to read this year, and I was not wrong. The year started strong. You're like, I am not wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm trudging through the snow just because we are so busy with client stuff that I'm like, by the time I get home, and now I'm switching to a different gym routine, so I'm working out at nights at like 9 p.m., which is super, super, super late for me, so that was usually kind of my reading time. The sun is down, I can't read, um, but I am reading currently The Windfall by uh, Diksha Basu, and it is a Indian fiction book. It is so funny, <laughs> and I'm really happy to be reading like lighthearted, funny things right now just because... It's heavy out there in these streets, and so um, and I've really been into kind of like indie because I really like Bollywood and films and, and culture of India, South India, North India, uh, different things. And right now, reading you know these fiction books has been so great, and me getting indulged in the culture in a different way and supporting you know brown artists is always mm-hmm. my jam. So I'm very excited. And so if you're into like just reading funny things about different cultures, I would recommend it. 
So I know I've been talking about how I've been kind of bouncing between like really heavy stuff and then like really light stuff to like even it out. But this last book that I just finished was kind of like a little bit of both. Like it was heavy, but also the way that like she handled the material, like you're literally laughing. And so it's fantastic. So it's called How to Be a Woman and it's by Caitlin Moran. And um, she is a writer um, in the UK. Uh, so it was it was very, very funny. People like it's it's odd because people are saying like it's like the british version of bossy pants by tina fey and i'm like it's literally not at all so like i don't i like i'm not saying like that's a good or bad book but i'm just saying like i don't really understand the comparisons at all but this is more um it's a book that's just basically about feminism um and it's just approached in a hilarious kind of way and talks about her life and that sort of thing so it was really good i just finished that and then um i just started negro land by uh margo jefferson and I'm not sure if it's going to be heavy or not, but it's basically about I feel like, like with the title Negro land. Yeah. But it's basically like what Negro land is because I've only read a little bit of it so far, but she's talking about that place of kind of being like black and having money and being like in this culture of, you know, being affluent and that sort it's of like thing. Four, four, four yeah. And, and Jay-Z's kind of discussing, yeah, That's kind so of funny. discussing, you know, the light skin and the paper bag situation. Yeah, and so, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly. Cause it heavy, seems girl. almost as if she, it, but it, it's weird because starting out the book, like it doesn't seem heavy from the beginning, but I'm also like, I feel like it's going to be heavy. Yeah. So those topics are very, and I say this because being in a different place, like, uh, we're, look, we are not JT. Like, so I get like, JT yeah. is 444 and his talking about affluency and being black is very deep. And so that's why I'm pulling that reference. But being in a different financial bracket and having financial privilege in a different way where I live, it's not where other well, most and people it's, color yeah, it's live. Yeah, it's interesting because I, like reading the first few pages, and obviously I'm like, I'm mixed and I, so I'm light. So there's a certain privilege that comes with having the kind of skin that I have that is lighter is or the type things. of hair, yeah. like, or just certain features that I have and such because I am mixed and because I am light. But, um, I definitely did not, I am not like this debutante. Like I did not grow up with that, but I have friends yeah. that like one of my friends, her dad was like working with Obama when he was like a senator. Yeah. Like she, she like lives this whole, like she's getting her doctorate now. She lives this whole other different like life and i know you growing up in atlanta i know that a lot of atlanta is like that um, yeah um so i I don't have a ton like i do have a few friends that are like that but i feel like i haven't really seen that side of their lives like because because there's not really any overlap i guess that's why i don't don't see it so i'm interested to read to find a little bit more about that unless you're uh that's a lot of historic and that's why um, when I talked about the Great Migration it really touches upon that because Dr. Robert Pershing he's married to a woman who was part of the black elite in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, her, that's where her family comes from her father was the uh, president of you know what was then between Morehouse and um, Spelman Colleges and so that's just historically a lot of different things with black people especially in the southern United States because we you know after slavery, there was just certain, like, a, a caste system almost mm-hmm. of where you are yes. as a person and how much, and all that stuff. And that still exists. Let's say it's so interesting it how exists. it really does still exist. Um, so, you know, there are definitely people who, you know, when you go to certain HBCUs, your family may have been known if you pledge, you know, AKA versus Delta. Those things, yeah. there's so many different things are embedded in our culture that I'm sure she will be touching on in that book. Yeah, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm definitely interested I'm definitely to see just, how it goes. We were, I am so weird. <laughs> don't fit those boxes that's yeah. generally what it is like i obviously you know 
knew about it, had an opportunity to do those things. But I was too busy playing Pokemon and reading anime and, you know, liking painting with charcoals and being a weird person. And those are not the things that the black elite are into. They do not want weird girl who watches Japanese shows all the time. So I, I but I am aware, I know it's embedded in my culture. I definitely have cousins who are definitely all about. All my cousins went to HBCUs. You know, I was accepted in Spelman. I did not go. I was also expected, to, um, you know, accepted in Emory. Would have preferred to go. I would have gone to Emory had I had the money. I definitely did, was not interested in going to HBCU. Just personal preference. I'm I'm weird. Um, yeah. So New Orleans was very. You know, I I think I've lived that and I understand it in a way. I don't think I would want to read it. But if you don't, in places like Orlando where that exists in a certain level, because we are now that we're you know you have, we own a business, we definitely know people and we understand where it exists a lot. If it comes out of FAMU. It's a lot more mm -hmm. of a Tallahassee thing, and if you're in certain places in Orlando and you go to FAMU, you're kind of involved in that kind of black elite lifestyle. It's not as prevalent. Definitely as not is. on the same yeah, level. Never yeah, it's like a DC or New York or an Atlanta or yeah. you know, those places. Some places in Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina. It's definitely different. I mean, here. like here, I feel like when you have like Evans and Jones play, you have all the people that like went to the school when it right. opened, and then exactly. they're there and they're spending all their money and. Exactly. Yeah, on very, the like Battle nice. of the Bands, like all those weekends, yes, like classic weekend. Like it's interesting because yeah, you'll have weekends. like the first day will be like all the older black elite people, yep. and then the next two days will be the days where you're like, I need to be inside because yeah. it's about to be crazy up in here. Which but that first that day is involved, all black like, elite. I, mean, I knew of classic weekend being like obviously like, but now that we're here and we went to certain events and certain you know um, things, and now we're like you know being invited to all this stuff, and, we, and we're like we are we're not alumni of any of those places. <laughs> um, we, we probably won't be doing that. I did that as a kid. You know, I went to Battle of the Bands. I was you know we got tickets to go to Drumline when I was got shot. But those are things that we did. You know, um, I'm just so far removed from that. But I'm very interested to hear about the book, so please report back. Yeah, I will report back. It seems like it's going to be, like, a very interesting read. And uh, she really lived this life, I guess, like, on the yeah, highest the, level of what she did. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm not ATL, sure if she's, like, like... Go watch ATL and then learn about New that's Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering is. if she's coming from it from a place of... I, I don't know yet again because I'm not far enough into the book. Because um, she just basically explained, this is what Negroland is to me. But I'm wondering if she's coming from it from a place where it's, like, mm -hmm. I like yeah. living here or I don't ATL and that's what I'm very I interested where they talk about it to see ATL, uh, you know it touches on it when Nunu and her family and then Atlanta mm -hmm. uh, it's all them this the first season it's talked about you know uh, you know what uh, his name with Donald Glover's character going in and out of the elite. Yes, his wife is yeah. a teacher, and she has these friends who are like in the Negro land. I guess that's what it would be called. Um, so yeah, if you don't know anything, by the about way, can this... we talk about the fact that Donald Glover like kind of looks like my brother Alex? And he was on TV, and I was walking by, and I was like, I thought it was my brother. <laughs> I had to do a double take. So that's Your odd. Should be Spider Man. Okay, he should. <laughs> I mean, should. he'd be a really great Spider Man. He, he likes. He actually is beautiful. Yeah, he might be. Um, so our next question is, what do you do if your spouse is unhappy with your business? And I feel like this question um, is a little, you know, it's kind of open-ended because you're not getting the specifics of what your business why? is and why your spouse is unhappy. But I would say 
Um, in general, if you are really 100% sure, not 100%, but as sure as you can be, that what you're doing in your business is not wrong and you have consulted with other people that are both small business owners and not business owners, um, and then your spouse is still unhappy about something, then maybe there's, it's not a business issue, maybe that's a well, relationship nine issue. Nine times out of ten, if there's an issue with your spouse in, in your business, then it's just a communication and a spousal issue. It's a financial mm-hmm. internal issue. Um, there's no one size fits all, one change fixes all. Um, there's so many different things that's about, and I totally get it. As someone who, um, you know, like I said, I was, I got my job the first year, my husband was still working. He was working from home though for a company because he was a developer and he got that life. Um, it was a little bit easier for him to manage his schedule, but as having a newborn, he, you know, he was gone the, when she was eight weeks old. Before she was eight, she was, I think she was like six weeks old. I don't even think she was eight weeks old. He was gone in that February, so I don't, yeah, she wasn't eight weeks old yet. Uh, off to New York for a company trip. So that's something that I didn't think about that I hadn't planned for. Um, there's just so many different ways that your business could affect your marriage and your spouse could be affected, uh, especially if they have a job. I think there's a lot of times that your spouse has a job yes. and they do not understand the way that your business works or your business operates and there's a lot of hostility there and it'll be like, oh, well, why don't you clean the dishes? Because you work from home every day. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So that, those are communication problems more so than like, I feel like, you know, my husband has a regular job. He's a teacher and he's always had a regular job the entire time we've been together. Um, He does not really understand what my day fully looks like. I mean, obviously, after every day, he's like, how was your day? Tell me what you did. But he really doesn't understand, like, what it's like to run a business. But he's also incredibly supportive. So I really can't speak from a place of being like having any hostile situations with that because he's the type of person that's just like, he trusts me, he trusts what I'm doing, and he trusts that I know what I'm doing and that I'm making, like, smart decisions. Yeah, because they'll say, like, we, I opened my business, like, shortly before we got married. Um, and I knew that I, I was prepping to open it for a year and a half because I basically like interned with somebody, um, with knowing that I was going to be opening a business. So it's, it's something that he's always known from day one about me. Um, so I think it's important to make that clear. I mean, it is, I think it is a major change if you, let's say you have like two incomes and let's say that you've been working for years, you have multiple kids. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm quitting my job today and I have a great salary and great benefits and I've decided I'm opening up a business. Well then, yeah, I think that maybe your spouse has a little bit of like, you know, room to stand on to be like, Hey, what's going on? Um, but I think that if in general, I, I have seen people that are just like, have shared stories about their spouses just being like very negative and very much like, I don't want you to do this and whatever. If your spouse is being mean and negative about it, that's very different than coming from a place of saying like, well, you know, we're not making our bills or, you know, like there's, it's a difference. So just make sure that like, don't be like extra sensitive. If they're coming at you and they're saying, Hey, you know, we're not able to pay our bills. Maybe you can take a part-time job or something that's coming from a place of concern and just wanting you to be okay as a, as a family unit unit. But if you know, they're just like, Oh, I don't believe in you and you suck and you shouldn't be doing this. Then maybe, you know, leave them. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's I, what I, I will say, say somebody who has friends who have businesses who have friends who, with spouses who don't have those businesses, but knowing there's but like uh, there are definitely people who are like i'm an artiste and i need to do this and to get into my mood and they're not producing a certain amount of income yeah after a certain amount of time uh, just be open to understanding that if you aren't um you know working towards shared goals and i totally get it like everybody's meant to have a nine to five blah 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 there are different things but if you're you don't know what you're doing 
your spouse can be like they can yeah, be frustrated. They, they can be right. To be frustrated, and there's a way to communicate and just be ready to provide solutions. And I think that's all it is. Let's say, and also most marriages end um, over money. So keep in mind, like obviously your business has to do with your money. Has right. to do with finances. So if you are um, opening a business, to cut back. yeah, I mean, there should be a shared level. I will say shared responsibility and cutting back if you guys both agree. But if you are the person who has this membership or that membership or this thing, and you are buying this type of coffee or da da da, da just know if you're quitting your job and this person like, then maybe you shouldn't drink that kind of coffee. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you if you are opening up a business and you are having communication issues or you have had communication issues in the past with your spouse about anything, I would say be prepared or be willing um, to go to counseling at some point oh, yeah. to learn how to communicate better. Yeah. 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 So, well, all right. Squirrel fun. Yeah. So, so question number three: What is your love language, and how does that affect your business? It affects your business because it's whether or not you know how to communicate with your spouse. <laughs> That's how it affects your business. Uh, I my love language of doing is gift giving. I love to give gifts. I love to do things. I mean, and to me, it's so combined with um, you know, acts of service because I kind of do a lot of gifting in a way that's kind of an act of service, but I do my preferred to receive as an act of service. So I would prefer that someone do something versus words of affirmation or being touched. Like, I, I'm all right. I don't need to be touched all the time. That's my personal preference. I don't mind. Like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I would like to be hugged, to be cuddled, to be, you know, human touch is not terrible, but I'm okay. Like, if, uh, if I was a single person and nobody hugged me for a week, I'd be all right. <laughs> like, I'd be fine. I'm, I'm not losing. I would just ride the subway in New York. Right. See those pictures and everybody's hugging and those yeah. pictures unexpectedly. Yeah. So that's what I would do if I felt lonely. <laughs> like it's not my love language. So, um, what is your love language? So my love people? language, um, to like show love to other people is gifts which means that for clients like I love to give like unexpected gifts I love to reach out to them over the holidays like when we're like getting together to launch like when we're getting at that point we launch a project I love to like surprise them with an unexpected gift um and my love language to receive love is actually physical touch which I always say like it's like great to be my friend because they basically just want to like get a hug and then buy you stuff like that's literally like how I love to like operate in friendships um, with my business, like, that's not like physical touch and, you know, business. Unless you're like a physical therapist, you don't really. Yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of my clients now I don't even see in person, right. but I will say this and, and it sounds weird, but it's, I promise it's not. I am a very hands-on photographer. Mm. So that is something that I tell people when they hire me from the get-go, because honestly, like it to me to be like turn your head a little bit this way no nope, a little bit no nope, bring the chin like i just will be like is it okay if i step in and, and show you and not like nine times out of ten they're like please help me yeah. um and so like i will go in and like physically like i'm not like shy with people obviously i'm not gonna be like you know grabbing stuff but it's like you know i will go yeah. in and like maneuver people so that they're in the position they need to be for that particular image um so i guess like because i'm comfortable physically and then being a boudoir photographer like i obviously see parts of people that they don't normally go showing around or and they stuff. don't see like let's or they like, don't see yeah, yeah. Like, just and like, i'm just very today. like comfortable like it's not to me it's not really like a big deal whereas like a lot of people are like oh my god like someone had like this out and that out and i'm just kind of like yeah i don't know like it, it's I, to me I, I imagine it's the same way that like a doctor or a nurse would feel about like delivering babies all day like they see that all day they it's not really anything to them so i think that i guess it, it you know plays into that um but yeah like 
I, I don't think that that plays in as much. It's more just really like gift giving is how I, I feel like that yeah. affects my business that I'm just like, I want to give gifts. I'm all about that. And I just, I can't think of their names. Oh, I'm going to try to look it up right now, but there's this company that does client gifts. Um, and I went to a workshop and they were there and I'm like, this is fantastic. And I can't wait to like try to use them. So, cause I just love like fun client gift giving. Yeah. I, that's a jam. I like to do strange things with clients that they don't expect. Like what you said, like it just, it's easier. It's nicer. It's more personable. Um, and we're not a super, like we're personable in certain aspects with certain clients, but we're definitely not like a, let me hold your hand and show you the world. And da, 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 da. A lot of times we're just providing solutions because people are high risk to different things. Um, but in the, the projects that I'm, I get to be a little bit more, like, involved in everything, I try to go above and beyond to make things a little bit extra. So I'll be like, oh, you know, this wasn't included, but I did this for you anyway because I like you because you're a nice human being. Um, so I feel like that's kind of how my love language is, and that's why I'm glad that I'm in an industry where I have so many different types of things that I can do. So I have different clients where I can provide different types of things. Um, I think that's all I have on love languages and yeah I'm trying to remember we'll so the, the other ones are active night. service what are the other ones it's active service which is you know, words, words of affirmation, affirmation. Um, and then yeah. I can't remember I can never remember the fifth one yeah mm. um but I mean like words of affirmation Go. would be such a great one to have because then if your clients are just like you did a good job you'll be like yes I feel so loved but that literally never happens so. <laughs> Clients will be like, oh, yeah, I love, you know, and, like, they'll be like, you get that, and then you don't, you know, but if you don't get it all the time, I feel like you would lose your mind, because there's so many people who aren't that communicative in that way, where they yeah. just express that, like, you did such a good job with this, 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 and if people don't get that, I have a lot of people, and that's a lot of people, yeah. I guess, who words of affirmation is their love language, I get that, that's why they're just like, did my client like the project, and usually if it's working, and it, they're using it, then yeah, like, mm-hmm. they don't usually provide a lot of feedback, and I know photographers especially, a lot of photographers need words of affirmation because if they send client galleries and they don't get immediate, like, wow, I loved yep. it. And they're like, did I do yep. a good job? And it's like, just some people don't use words to explain. Fun fact them. that I'm like, not even sure if I should share, but I've already started talking. So here Too we late. go. Um, <laughs> I keep a, like a folder of pictures in my phone that are from like emails and text messages right. from clients that are like, you Oh my God, yeah. I love my photos. And so oh, I man. just keep that in there so that if I, when I send out a gallery, then I have like a minute to be like, I think that like, you know, with branding, it's different because we go back and forth. It's not like an image where I'm like, this is the image. That's it. But like with branding, it's oh, like, we go back and forth. Like, with this, I'm like, this is it. No, have like we go back and forth. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I just sent yeah. out a logo and she's like, okay, I really like all these aspects, but I want a little bit less yeah. of this and this. And so it's like, I kind of already know like how she feels about it. There's not like the grand reveal. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, when I do like the grand reveal of the image, like I do really want like yeah. someone to say something and because they can't give me a hug, I don't know if they liked it. I can't get a hug or high five. Literally. So I'm like, I guess I do need, yeah. um, those words. I will say we do that when we're shooting, but I'm like, I'm so like, you know, I, I feel like people are more like, I've gotten more, um, with shoots and things like just, and we not doing photography out there in the streets in the wild for people all the time but for the ones that I've chosen and selectively done it's usually like an instant like oh my word I love it but yeah like, you get more used to instant with, with that with logos you know logos generally logo identity design they'll be like I love all the options what do I do blah 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 you know I've rarely, rarely I had a client that literally had no direction and I sent her four time. logos that were so different to help her all like find her direction <laughs> 
And she literally was like, I want this as my first logo and this is my secondary. And I'm like, these are the least two alike logos. Like, what is happening here? But that's a story yeah. for another day. <laughs> She's so funny. I, like, we have all these things and I'm like talking about all the revisions and then it, and I send her a logo and she's like, I like number this, you know, and this number. I think it was like number three. And I was like, oh, okay, so what do you want? Da, da, da. Like, and she's like, don't no, go fine. together. <laughs> I was like, okay, you like they them with you? Don't go together. It. I don't have to do anything else and it moves the project forward, so. Shout out to Pam for being the real OG. Right. Well, we will see you next week. Next week. And, um, um, we're super excited about our, our guests. Yeah. Jim and her company just literally celebrated year two, I want to say. Yeah. That we're talking about. And so I'm very, very excited. She's such a fun human. So. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.